the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everyone has a favorite Christmas song. Welcome to Canyon Ridge Radio with Pastor Chris Chadwick, a ministry of Canyon Ridge Baptist Church in San Diego. You'll hear verse-by-verse preaching that will help you know and love Jesus in a more powerful way. This week, as Christmas approaches, you'll learn Christmas songs that show the meaning of the season. Listen in to part two of this Christmas message in progress as we learn together from God's Word. What's going to happen tomorrow? How's this person going to respond to me? What's going on in my life? What about the next diagnosis? What about the next problem? What about my health? What about my parents' health? What about the economy? Is is inflation going to continue to go up? Could we get somebody else in political power? Could this happen? Will the service go longer than 45 minutes like Pastor promised? I'm scared. We're just controlled so often by fear. Young people are worried about, what what college am I going to go to? Am I going to go to college? Can I get into college having not studied one minute my entire high school career? We're fearful. But that's not the spirit God has given us. God has given us a heart of joy. The spirit of God's spirit of God produces joy. The fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace. You see, the angels wanted to make that announcement. They wouldn't understand this. That Jesus, look at verse number 10, the end of it, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, you'd have to be really decent at grammar, which I was really good at um, asking for help. But the Savior is the one who has come to all people. I'm not messing with the scripture, but that's what it means. He's a Savior for all people, not for a select group. Jesus isn't your savior because of where you're from. Jesus isn't your savior because of the color of your skin. Jesus isn't a savior because of how much money you have. Jesus is a savior because you're a human being born on this planet. He's a savior for all people. So if you say, Jesus wouldn't save me, let me tell you the Christmas story is for you. And you need to understand this fundamentally. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Before he ever set foot on this earth, when he's still in his mother's womb, the, or, or, or before, right after he was born, I should say, the angel's first announcement to the shepherd is, hey, shepherds who are outcasts, you need to understand something. This Christ child, this Messiah is not a Messiah just for the political elite, though he is. He's not a Messiah for the religious elite, though he is. He's not just a Messiah for the wealthy, though he is. He's a Messiah for all mankind. Your messy past doesn't keep Jesus Christ from being your Savior. He'll save you where you are. And that's what he's talking about. And the angels didn't understand that. From the beginning of the message, he was for everyone. Everyone. They knew him as a sovereign. But he'd be wrapped in swaddling clothes. They knew him 
in a way that we could not understand in his majesty, but we will know him and know him as a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It's life-changing. And that's the announcement of Christmas. He's a savior which speaks of spiritual salvation. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 21, talking about Mary, she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus and he shall save his people from their sin. Spiritual salvation means putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and having eternal life. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your personal savior, we want you to understand Jesus Christ came to give you eternal life. You must, the Bible says in the book of John, you must be born again. Give your heart and life to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. I plead with you today on this Christmas day, 2022, surrender your life to Jesus Christ and Christ alone. He's the savior of all mankind. Notice in verse number 11, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ. The word Christ directs the mind of these shepherds back to the Old Testament where Christ was the promised Messiah. It's literally what the word means. It's a title. He's the Messiah. He's the promised one of the Old Testament. He's the one you've been waiting for. For thousands of years, the Jews have been waiting for the promised Messiah Ever since God clothed Adam and Eve after their sin in the garden, which is where the Messiah was first pictured and promised, ever since God took care of their sins and killed an animal and clothed them in the, in the skins of an animal, the Messiah was promised. And the angels are saying, hey guys, this is the one that God promised all the way back there in the garden of Eden. He is the Messiah. And folks, can I tell you today, Jesus is indeed the Messiah. And whether you've heard this message once or 1,000 or 100,000 times, it ought to bring great joy to your heart to know that the Savior of all mankind has left heaven. He came to earth 2,000 years ago. He died for your sin and mine. And anyone who will accept him as Savior, he promises to forgive them of their sin and give them eternal life. And then verse number 11 says this, a savior, which is Christ. And it ends this title, Christ the Lord. And it's capitalized Lord because it speaks of God. Jesus is God. He was born not just a baby. He was born as the son of God in physical form. And in fact, the Bible says this about Jesus Christ in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. No doubt there are people here today who don't know Christ as their Savior. And maybe there's a drawing in your heart. Maybe you're resistant. I tell you today that one day you will bow before Jesus Christ, confessing him as Lord. My oldest uncle is Uncle Bob, Robert Thomas Chadwick, the oldest of the Chadwick clan. He's in his 90s now. He was a huge help to my dad. He was a surrogate father. My grandfather, my dad's dad, was 
was a drunk. He was abusive. If you want to talk about bad home life, I could talk for days like many of you probably could. Robert Thomas is a self-made West Texas man. Uncle Bob, he owned a a bus stop, and like a big-time bus stop in Shamrock, Texas, which was between Amarillo and Oklahoma City. He did very well financially. He helped his family, had a lot of kids. But the one thing he didn't, doesn't have and didn't have is Jesus Christ. My dad got saved in the 1960s, right after Jesus was born. My dad got saved in the 60s. My uncle led my dad to Christ. And it wasn't long after my dad got saved that he and my uncle began to strategically witness to their brothers and sisters. And everyone got saved for real, pretty quickly except for my uncle Jamie who would eventually get saved. He's home with the Lord now. And my uncle Bob. And my dad was talking to uncle Bob one time. And my dad said to uncle Bob, he said, Bobby, you got to come to Christ. And my Uncle Bob said this, I believe everything that you say, but let me explain one thing to you, Gerald. And when your older sibling calls you by your first name with that certain inflection, and my sister's here, I know this, this tone. When they do it, they mean, don't bring this up again. And Uncle Bob said this, let me tell you, Gerald, I'll never bow my knee to any man. My dad, who was a young Christian and zealous beyond measure, looked at my Uncle Bob and he said, Bob, you may not bow your knee in this life, but you will definitely bow your knee in the life to come. Friends, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Don't think you can resist Jesus Christ. Oh, he's just this helpless little babe. We looked last week. No, he came as a mighty king. Babies aren't ever born kings and they're never born mighty. But when you're the son of God, you're born a mighty king. This baby created the world with the word of his mouth. This baby held the world in the palm of his hand. This baby holds our salvation. This baby is the keeper of our soul. This little baby is a mighty king and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And that's the announcement of the angels. And I want you to notice finally the accomplishment of Christmas. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. In the record of human history, roughly 6,000 years leading up to the birth of Christ, the world had not known peace. As a matter of fact, the time of Christ's birth was an era that is known as Pax Romana, which means Roman peace. Since 27 BC, about 30 years before Christ, Rome had supposedly, or I don't mean supposedly, but Rome had conquered the known world. There were no major wars during that time, but the absence of war does not mean a person has inner peace. You can be absent, we can be absent from war and there be no inner peace. Peace is a, is a most important concept. Peace is a most important gift from God to the believer. 
Matter of fact, Jesus said this, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus is promising us peace. A God-given peace. I wonder today, there's some of you here today, if we were to sit down across the table and grab a cup of good coffee and just visit for a few minutes and we began to talk and I would ask you a question similar to this, like, do you have peace or is your heart troubled? The vast majority of Americans today would say, I don't have any peace. I don't even know what that's like to have peace. Brothers and sisters in Christ, can I encourage you? Jesus came that we might have peace, not the absence of difficult circumstances, but the presence of the Spirit of God who is inside of us. And that's what the Bible is saying about this Christ child, that he will bring peace, not simply peace on this earth, that's still to come, but he will bring peace in our hearts. Peace toward men. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. Peter said to the Christians in his general epistle in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Peace is the great indicator of whether or not you're walking with God. When there's no peace, it's an indicator that something's awry. Something's not where it's supposed to be. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. The word careful in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7 is the word anxious. Anxious is an antonym for peace. It's the exact opposite of the word peace. He says, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then it says this, and the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I'm not saying for a minute that this is always easy. There have been many times in my life that I've been less than at peace. Many times in my life where I've struggled But can I promise you this, that the Christ child come, came, and the accomplishment of the Christmas story is that you and I can live in peace? If you like what you've heard so far, check out CanyonRidgeRadio.com. You can see videos and listen to hundreds of Bible messages that will help you in your walk with the Lord. You can also send a message to me and Pastor Chadwick. Check us out at CanyonRidgeRadio.com. Now, back to the message in progress. If you're here today and your heart is anxious and your spirit is is tumultuous and, and you're always eat up on the inside and you're always worried and fretting and, and, and stressful, can I, can I encourage you to come to Jesus and find a peace that passes understanding? We live in a world where we, where we promote this idea of being a little bit anxious and being a little bit worried, and we act like people who aren't worried about stuff are really weird. Can I tell you, people who aren't worried about stuff might be weird, but if they're doing it the right way, they're weird with Jesus. 
and they're peaceful. Peace is a great biblical concept. The Hebrew word that everyone in the Christian story would have understood is the word shalom. It means well-being, health, prosperity, security, soundness, completeness. Now remember that these shepherds were enduring a time when taxes were really, really high. We know something about that. Unemployment was high. Morals were slipping. They were in a military state. Roman law and Greek philosophy, even the Jewish religion, could not meet man's needs. Men were frayed and worried and wondering what in the world are we going to do? And the angels came and they announced, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You see, Jesus Christ is the product of God's goodwill to mankind. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, if you will understand that you're a sinner, you violated God's word, you violated God's law, if you'll repent from that, if that means just to turn your heart from trusting in yourself in your own way, turn your heart from trusting in yourself and trust only in Jesus Christ, Jesus promises to show goodwill to you by redeeming your soul from hell and giving you eternal life and giving you peace with God. You say, no, I'm at peace with God. You might be at peace with God, but if you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, God's not at peace with you. And when the judge isn't at peace with you, that's when you have to be worried. I don't know if you've ever stood before a judge. I have a few times getting my wife out of prison. Now, now I had to go to court a few times. And when you stand before a judge that's angry with you, it's a scary, scary time. God is the judge. And when he's at peace with you, all is well. And the angels came, and that's the announcement that the angels gave. That's the the accomplishment of Christmas. The Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, has come. The King of Kings, Jesus Christ, has come. The Lover of all mankind, Jesus Christ, has come. The Redeemer of your soul. Jesus Christ has come. So if you don't know Jesus today, could I encourage you to repent of your sin and trust him and him alone as your savior? I'll try to find a different path, friends. There's not one. I'll try to figure it out on my own. There's not one. God and I have come to an agreement. No, you haven't. There is no agreement with God. Jesus Christ is the only way. He is the only truth. He is the only way to eternal life. And what we like to do in America today is hear the truth and push it off and hear the truth and delay. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I guarantee you there's some folks in here today who go, I know I need to come to Jesus. I know I need to come to Jesus. I know I need to come to Jesus. And I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. I'll do it when I, when I, my job is good. I'll do it when my family is good. I'll do it when life is, is right. I'll do it when I've sowed my wild oats and then I can have my fun and I've had my fun. Then I'll come to Christ. No, the Bible says today, is the day of salvation. Why? Because our life is a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. It's so brief. It is so brief. 
The accomplishment of Christmas is that the Christ child left heaven and came to earth so that you and I might have eternal life. In 1739, when Charles Wesley wrote, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, he had no idea it would become famous. He'd actually named it, Hark all the weckling ring. I'm glad we don't sing it that way. It's an ancient archaic term for the heavens. George Whitfield, the famous preacher, led the first great awakening, published it in 1753. And he changed the first line to hark the herald angels sing. And it remained to this day the same. John Wesley's hymn offers offers us a good survey of biblical theology. It mentions many of the names and the titles of Christ, King, Lord, Prince of Peace, Son of Righteousness, Everlasting Lord, Desire of Nations, Incarnate Deity, Emmanuel. After the first stanza is called to praise the newborn king, the following stanza celebrates the virgin birth, the deity of Christ, the resurrection of the body, the truth of the new birth. Two phrases in particular mean so much to me and deserve comment. Mild he lays his glory by. Jesus loved you and I so much. He laid his glory of heaven to the side to come as man, live in this sin-cursed world with all of its limitations and problems and live a sinless life and die that we might have eternal life. The other term that means so much to me is late in time, behold him come. Reminds us of Hebrews chapter one, verse number two, where we are told in these last days, God has spoken to us through his son. Oh Lord, when will you come back? It feels like we've been waiting so long. It's late in time. It does feel that way. But believer, be encouraged that the angels reminded us that though he has not come on our timetable, he's coming. He's not come in a timeline that we would have liked. We'd have liked him to come back in 1994, right after I got married. We would have liked that. But no, can I tell you this? He's coming on his timetable and he's coming. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, he's coming. He's already come to give you life. Trust him. He's coming again as judge. You don't want to meet him as judge. You want to meet him as Savior. You don't want to meet him as one you stand before to receive punishment. You want to meet him as one you stand before and give praise. Come to Jesus today. It's the song of the angels. Every week for the last three weeks, I've had Debbie close the service with a song that we would help us remember the story by or the account by. Today, I'm going to ask you to stand. So would you stand and join with us as the group leads us in Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Hark the Herald, Angels Sing, glory to the newborn King, peace God and sinners reconcile. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the new. Born King, come this 
here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, our prayer is today that you'll find one of the pastors at the front or one of the many people walking around today with a lanyard that says, ask me about Jesus. You've heard the story of Jesus Christ. You know how to come to Christ, repent of your sin, ask Jesus to come into your heart and to save you. Now, we can help you with that, and that's what we're here for. You can come talk to me, any of these wonderful people on the platform, or anybody walking around with a lanyard that says, ask me about Jesus. You can literally talk to anybody at our church, but we gave you some specific people to find out. And these two guys are pastors down here, and they would love to take the Bible and show you from God's word, if you have questions, how heaven could be your home. Don't leave today. Don't leave today without making the Christ child your king. You've been listening to Canyon Ridge Radio with Pastor Chris Chadwick. Tune in next week as Pastor Chadwick continues this powerful series of messages from Romans. Speaking of, if you have any questions about what it means to be a Christian, the Bible, and how to go to heaven, we invite you to visit CanyonRidgeRadio.com for more information. We hope this episode of Canyon Ridge Radio has been an encouragement to you. Canyon Ridge Baptist Church is a growing church located in beautiful San Diego, California. If you're in the San Diego area, make plans to visit us this Sunday at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 5 o'clock p.m. at 6866 Linda Vista Road. For more information about our church, pastor, or how to know Jesus as your Savior, visit our website at CanyonRidgeRadio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.